It's another edition of DJ and Yach's Soccer Talk. And RSL's coming off a win. What a happy time. But sometimes there's still dissension anyway. Okay. <laughs> combative media sessions. No, it's true. Not very combative. But Mildly. Yeah. Because the story of the game was, hey, they scored four goals. Mm-hmm. When's the last time they scored four goals this year? I mean, there was three in the 3-0 win in Cincinnati, yes. and there was three in the 3-2 win. At Colorado. Over Colorado. But I don't I think I'm before Hey, that's the season high. Sweet. <laughs> All right. They did six twice and, a year ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so, asked, so, not me, but someone else <laughs> asked a question. And they phrase it, and you know, Mike's a New Yorker. There, there's a couple things going here. Okay, Pecky's a New Yorker, right? From Long Island, if I'm not mistaken. So you can kind of guess how he feels about the media. And then he's been an athlete, and he's been yeah. quoted, so at some point he didn't like something that was written about him, right? So you got mm-hmm. all that going. And then you got to put, and you cannot underestimate this, you have to put in that he's the coach. There's some things he just can't say. He might agree with you. It doesn't matter. If you ask stuff a certain way, he has to answer a certain way. It's the code. It's the you know. I say, and so the narrative for the game is where the goals are going to where the goals going to come yes. from. See, when you're in the media, you can say that mm-hmm. where the goals going to come from. But if you're the coach, you can't say, "Yeah, we got 30 guys under contract, but Sam's hurt." And I don't know if these 29 other jokers can score a goal. So the way the question was set up is kind of like, "Is well, that wasn't my narrative. That was your narrative." Okay. Here we go. Now, let's not put it on the media here. <laughs> Sam scored a goal yes. and came out at halftime. Mm-hmm. He was hurt. Yeah. Did they score in the next 45 minutes? No. No. Did they play really well at San Jose, but not score for the next 90 minutes? You are correct. So you're at 135 minutes without a goal. Nobody on the team scored in the run of play for six games, except for Sam. Albert had that one other goal from the, from yeah. the penalty spot. Mm-hmm. So, the, so let's not yeah. pretend like it's not a narrative. But this is more of... I don't really expect Mike to come out and say, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, he can't say he that. He can't say that. But, it, this but is when also, he said that at the yeah. media session, I'm kind of like, ah. And it's partly how the question was phrased. Classic. Yeah. But where did the goals come from? And why well, did they come? Because here's the deal. This is a good defensive team. Mm-hmm. Now, every once in a while, something happens. They pick up a bunch of red cards. And I think we saw that early in the year, soccer and basketball are so much alike, and not everyone wants to mention that, because no. sometimes there are people, hardcore soccer people, who want to pretend like their sport is special and different, and it doesn't look like any other sport. Who are you, Patrick Kinahan? And then sometimes there's people who like basketball or football, basically, soccer's weird, it's yes. not really a sport. Uh. So I'm talking to a guy okay. uh, who works for RSL, I'm saying, you know, I, when I was a kid, I played basketball, and largely because my dad's friend at school was high school basketball coach, and okay. he had a youth basketball program. And this is, I'm old enough that the whole AAU thing hadn't blown up the way it's blown yes. up now, right? So my dad put me in that thing. If my dad's best friend had been the soccer coach, it would have been, you know, if my dad's best friend had been the baseball coach, it would have, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, anyway, so... I see the parallels between basketball and soccer. You are constantly trying to get numbers. How do you turn this into four-on-three or three-on-two or two-on-one? Correct. How do you get a guy open with time and space? Yeah. How do you get an open shot? It's yeah. the exact same thing. Everybody wants an open shot. doesn't mean if it's on, on goal or what. And so, uh, on goal or a three-point shot, whatever. Regardless. And so, there are so many parallels. And 
the uh, one of the RSL guys said, you know, it's funny you mention that because at one point he ran a youth setup, and the best coach he had had never played soccer, had only played basketball. He was a basketball guy, but he totally got the spacing it's the and concept, yeah, yeah, and the concepts. And what RSL did to get the four goals, because here's another narrative, okay. and it's not mine. It's like go back and watch the goals. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of followed up with Mike on this because they didn't get the goals because Sam was out and Demir was back up top and they were a formation last year. And it's a plausible storyline. And maybe it will play out over time because it looks like Sam's out long term. I mean, I think he's going to be out at least another month. Lots well, every all indications. And maybe yeah. a couple of weeks beyond that. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard the number six to eight weeks thrown around. And I don't know if that's from now but or the- from starting a couple weeks ago when he went out. But, but either way, we're going to see September. something here. Now, yeah. Now, when the ball goes to Sam, Sam goes for goal. Yes. He's a true number nine. Mm-hmm. He's not looking for assists. When Demir plays up top, you're better in the air because he's got more size than Sam. Correct. You give up the athleticism and the speed because Sam's way faster. Absolutely. And he's going to check back to the ball and look to combine, mm-hmm. which you know can suck the those back four, those center backs especially, bring them upfield, there's more space to run in behind. You put the wingers into space. And so Savarino comes up with two goals and assists, but that's not why it happened, because Demir was checking back to the ball. No. You know, they were at home, they were locked in, they felt challenged, they were playing really well, but look at the second and third goals. That was about them defending aggressively high up the field, forcing turnovers, or... Accepting giveaways. I would argue it was one of each. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, the ball that came to Beckerman, yeah. Kyle was up high, you know, to provide the... But he wasn't in there digging the ball out this, like we've seen Kyle is, do. This is not the normal that, Kyle destroyer role. I'm that was, yeah, ball. that was not yeah. some fabulous, yes. you know... Tackle. Tackle and pop up. Yeah. And, you know, a guy took a poor touch and Kyle said, thanks, I'll handle that. And away we go. And, away, and he lays it off to Savarino yes. and Savarino buries it. But the other goal, Savarino, I mean, if you look at it, he makes a solid 25-yard run. The work rate, the effort, the quote-unquote hustle. Yes. Correct. Impressive. Which, another thing a coach can't say, but I swear Mike's thinking it. It's like, you know, for guys, when you the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Kyle could have been 10 yards back towards the center circle to shorten up his next run, and they were down, so he could have been playing deeper and not come up so high yes. up the field. The harder you work and the smarter you play, the luckier you get. Savarino made a great run, put a guy under a little pressure, he takes a poor touch, Savarino separates him from the ball, nice little heel flick, and you got a goal. Rusnick buries it. So I, I'm sure Mike wants to say something like that, and maybe he does one on one, or maybe he does, you know, in a small group or even the whole team setting. Yeah. But not in front of the cameras. No, and I would strongly advise. There's, yeah, there's no reason for him to do that because yeah, that only right. causes issues for yeah, can. Right. everybody involved. Yeah. So I, I'm with you, DJ. It was it was nice to see them really kind of be locked in and go out. And we talked about this on last week's podcast. Philadelphia has not been in the best run of form. Of course, they were the Eastern Conference leader. With Eastern Conference such. leader, second in goals scored, yeah. but five points in the last four exactly. matches. So they came in not on in top form, but at the same time, it was nice to see RSL come out on fire and really take it to them. It was a slow start to this match. You were really getting worried, okay, are these guys really get capable of scoring goals in the run of play? But then, yes, Savarino opens you, things up. Did you feel like it was a slow start? I did. Because I, I felt like it was um, uh, 
that's slow. It just, and not just the start, but even after that first goal, it yeah. just felt to me like it was an intense, highly competitive game. I got okay. And I, I thought RSL saying. was playing hard. I thought they were playing well. You know, the flow of the but game. Philly was kind of matching them in your mind. Is that what you're Well, kind of I thought from the defensive, I thought the, the weak spot in the game was Philly's inability to get into the final third. Correct. Philly, I did think Philly was loose with the ball. There were stretches where they, they had too many soft giveaways early in the game. I thought there's some soft giveaways. But they really had, I thought RSL did a great job in the middle third of the field. Okay. Philly... And, and there were a couple times where Philly maybe had a chance and they just blew it. You know, the tennis, it's the unforced error. Yeah. So you got to acknowledge those. But largely, Philly couldn't break through RSL in the midfield and get into the final third. And to so the point in the game, there are a couple stretches where they did. There's probably a three or four minute stretch late in the first half where they got into the attacking third and possessed the ball. But it was so rare when it happened. It was like, looking at Dunny, they're the attacking third. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, RSL has not had to defend in their own third very much because they've done such a good job in the middle third of the field. And so I don't think it was even. I think RSL had the upper hand, but you just know the nature of soccer and Philly's playing well. That's true. And so at any moment there's a counterattack, they get a chance, they finish it. Yeah. You know, it, it but it felt it felt intense and competitive. There are times it's 1-0 and it, I got to say the crew game, it felt like it was over. <laughs> yeah, it was. just it and it's just one goal. I mean, the yeah. crew could have had a moment where they counterattacked, but you didn't feel like the crew had the quality. You no. didn't feel like they were the the work rate was there. That there was nothing they thought. You know, these guys might be about to. Whereas with Philly, and partly it's what they've done all year. They're the second highest scoring team, so you know there's a chance. Yes. Um, but I didn't really feel... Even when they got the second goal, I thought, that's great, but Philly's the kind of team that'll strike back in the next three minutes, and then everyone will be sweating their you-know-what well, in the final 15. When Arsenal goes up 2-0, as they say in, in soccer parlance, 2-0 two, two is the worst lead to the have The most dangerous... Yeah. Right. The you most dangerous it. lead. Because you give up one goal, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here and we go. And the pressure, yeah. and it's coming at you in waves. Yeah. And sure enough, they finally Philly finally gets a shot on goal. Andrew Wooten... Yes, coming on his first touch and he scores, yeah. but that ball was out. Oh yeah, it was clearly out. Yes. Well, Dunny was giving me a hard time on the air about it. Now was he going give me a hard time because he was going PK and give me a hard time, <laughs> or do you think he really believed it? I he had to leave for the airport so quick. He, That's the kind of thing I would ask him in a commercial break. But Did you really believe that? He or had he just to, to jam to me get up to and back you know, east. Yeah, yeah. He had to go call the he called the uh, Red Bulls New York City. Yes, on FS1. But I I thought it was clearly out. I think Dunny was just kind of looking at the replay, and he felt like it might have still been on the line. I'm like, I don't know how you see that, Dunny, but hey. Not with his left leg. Yeah, his exactly. right leg's on the line, his and le- his left leg's reaching out, out for get, the ball. Yeah. He's I out. I didn't get that either. Do you think it was a red? Uh, I did. I did. I was waiting to see if you'd come clean. I did. I and I, when he when he made that tackle, my initial reaction was, okay, that's a card. And then I saw the replay, I'm like... Ooh. I was with you. Yeah, live, I thought it was a yellow. Yeah. And Demir got up and was waving no, no, no. And I'm kind of like, right. you know, it's a yellow. Why are yeah. You, you know? But I honestly think he was already having the red card debate yeah. as it went out, mm-hmm. um, which would be a good debate to have. <laughs> yes. Well, but I did think he, I mean, he clipped him. He clipped him from behind. It was um, not pretty. 
That's the tackle they want to. They but tried to. Step this out is of the, the game. NBA basketball. Another of the basketball yes. soccer comparisons uh-huh. uh, in the NBA. You know this that they will call a rule really tight early in the year, correct? And then they'll lighten up later in the year and give it a little more. But it's point, a point of, of emphasis. emphasis early in the year. And we've seen the same thing now a couple mm-hmm. years in, with MLS as they emphasize different stuff. And you look at all the red cards that RSL got early in the year, mm-hmm. and you look at when those same situations come up later in the year. Either way, now this time it worked for them. Correct. Uh, but there was a game, was it San Jose? Somebody had, um, it was basically, I think it was late in San Jose. Uh, and it was very reminiscent of Savarino when he got the red card for uh, the high boot. Correct, yes. And th- it happened in San Jose mm-hmm. and it wasn't a red. Yeah. I, and, and maybe it wasn't San Jose. I'm forgetting the games now. They're running together. Let's put it this way. RSL's had a good run with VAR lately. Yes. <laughs> but don't, I, I thought Krylock was on, so VAR got it right. Yeah, and I yeah. thought the ball was out. I just but thought they got a break on Crylock. They got a break there because. But I, the other two, I thought should have gone. The, the other way. two were correctly judged. It's just it's been an interesting run here. VAR RSL has been the beneficiary. Okay, but having been on these. those calls with the guys from Pro, yeah, and they have been so clear about this all along. There's still going to be gray areas. There's okay. still going to be fifty fifty calls that yeah. are debated. And I'm sure Philly didn't like Demir getting off with a yellow card. No, guaranteed. Well, the disco. But this stuff does break, so you just can't go nuts early in the year. Savarino, that was tough. That was the uh, and the LAFC. That was another tough one. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, Savarino goes up against the smallest player in MLS action in terms of height. The ball went over his boots up there. Yeah, I know. He spun around, and it was (laughs) bad luck. Yeah, so I'm with you. It's been kind of interesting to see some of these situations come up as the season's kind of progressed here. And like you said, with the NBA, those points of emphasis have been relaxed a little bit now as we yeah. get deeper into the season. And that's not to say that these these officials aren't going to call that, let's say it's, it's not going to get looser, as this, I guess is what I should say, down the road here. I don't think you're going to get away with more and more. But VAR... They've loosened it up as much as they're going to, Yeah, think? I think yeah. so, because... I, I still am stunned that uh, Demir got away with that yellow, and it wouldn't surprise me if the disco committee comes back and actually says, "Hey, yes, guess what? We're do- giving you retroactive. We're going to get one game banned." Mm. I wouldn't surprise me on that. That I've just seen the disco committee when they feel like the VAR or the official got it wrong in the run of play, they yeah. come back afterwards then, and then then Corey goes up top and, and Jefferson goes on one side. I did hear that, uh, and I've heard this from multiple people. That there were uh, scouts there to see Jefferson, and he knew it. I saw some tweets about that, yeah. and he they, they were there. Put on a performance: two goals, one assist, MLS <laughs> no. Player of the Week. Yeah, if you're trying yeah. to get yourself a nice transfer fee to go play elsewhere, <laughs> that's the kind of performance to have scouts see. Well, if if you're right about that, then Corey goes up top, and Jefferson and Bofo on the wings, and uh, very possibly Albert goes uh, goes In, central into the central. Yeah, and yeah. I I don't know. I'm hopeful that the disco committee doesn't come back. The disciplinary committee doesn't come back. And it seems like because we get those emails every yeah. day, it seems like more and more the disciplinary committee is trying not to suspend people, and they're finding people. They are, but. That tackle, it's a tackle they've tried to get rid of in the MLS yeah. game, and that very well could be one that's a retroactive suspension. I hope it's not. Don't get, don't get, let me be clear about that. I hope it's not a suspension because you need a guy like Demir on the field, but that's the type of thing I could see being a retroactive. I asked Mike Petke, uh, you know, a couple competing stats out there. What's more impressive? What do you like more? The fact that you did not give up a shot on goal to Philadelphia. Romano got a shutout and didn't have to make a Correct. save. Or 
giving up just two goals in five matches since the Gold Cup break. And? He did not even hesitate. Okay. <laughs> oh, he laughed. Yeah. You know the comparison. Yes. He laughed, and he said, two goals in five games. And I don't blame him. All about consistency. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been... Yeah, but not allowing a shot on goals is a dominant performance. It is, but we've talked about this on the podcast the last few weeks. They had that little stretch right before that Gold Cup break where the defense got a little bit loose. Now they've really ratcheted back down, gotten back to what they were doing earlier in the year. And that consistency, if they continue on with this, that's going to lead to continued success, I think, for this team going forward. If you're looking for why, I would say a lot of little things. And they have a couple stretches going. One, okay. it's the two goals in five matches since Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. And then they also have given up one goal in their last five home matches. There you Atlanta go. scored. Yeah, Atlanta. They got four shutouts. Okay, And they got the full three points in that game anyway. And it's a lot of little things. Brooks Lennon, there was a moment uh, in the second half, probably 65th minute-ish. Ball uh, is on the right side, goes over the end line. There is a brief momentary debate about RSL thinks they should get a corner. Okay. Uh, but the ref awards a goal kick. And the play, Brooks' momentum actually took him to the line and over it a little bit. Okay. And he turns around as a restarting play, and he takes advantage of the delay, mm-hmm. and he full-on sprints. And Brooks is, I don't know if he's the fastest guy on the team. He's, he might be, but he's right there. Sam's fast, and Corey's fast. Brooks, Justin is, is surprisingly fast. Yeah, Brooks doesn't look that fast. because Brooks he has, is fast. But he is fast. He, he is has, fast. He has these long strides. He's that fast. So I, I, right. I do remember this now that you talk about it. Because he, he sprints back to midfield. Goes right and back. I asked him about it, and he just got this little grin. He says, I'm not giving the coaches anything. And, you know, we just have to be careful to be dialed in. Mm-hmm. All the, <laughs> he went straight to the... I he's not gonna, gonna, I'm not going to get lit up in a film session. I'm, I'm not getting pulled out of the starting yeah. 11, and this side it is yes. an example. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. And it was so classic. It was. It absolutely was. So, and I do... I, when you start talking about it, I wasn't sure, but now I, I do remember that. Cause he took that lull, and mm-hmm. he's like, okay... Oh, he turned I'm, on the Jets. I I'm, told him, I said, that might be the fastest 40 I've seen you run. I'm, I'm getting back out to where I'm supposed yeah. to be here. 40 and, time. He's yeah. got it. Oh, well, they got Minnesota coming in here, DJ. Another high-scoring team. Third highest-scoring team in Major League Soccer. Transformation for them. Uh, now I should update it after this weekend. But Philly had a three-goal game, so they've still got to be up there. Yeah. Uh, I done that was that was math for the previous game when I was researching the previous <laughs> okay. game and notes. I don't think it changed that much, right? Uh, so and and Darwin Quintero has uh, given them fits before. Yep. He could give them fits again. That would not be surprising. And Minnesota fourth in the West now. Yes, Minnesota sitting now. There's very little separation. I mean, this just can, it's it's basically ten points from second place to tenth place. Mm-hmm. It's really congested. It's not going to change, which means you can't get fat and happy. And there was a part of me, and actually I ran this by someone too, and they kind of nodded like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, did you really want the fourth goal to stand? Because 4-0 just sounds like you just slaughtered somebody. And as I said, there there was way too much. Until they got the third goal, it was just too competitive. It was too intense. You know, even though that goal got disallowed and so yes. it went back to 2 0 and ourselves back but in it was charge, still... it was like a warning shot across the bow. Like, like don't relax. Guys, they could. Don't... Now, it was only another three minutes or so before ourselves so got the Correct. third goal, and then that really did finish Correct. it off. But it still was a moment, and it was a nervy moment. You sat there and you're like, Hey, hey, guys, wake up. Hello. It, it, it makes you think, okay. And I'm with you. That 4 0 makes it look like a much more dominant and victory. And now do guys get fat and happy? They and they lose their edge. 
Minnes- Minnesota. If you said yeah. this, you'd only be like the one thousandth person who said to me, "RSL sometimes plays to the level of their competition." Well, they do. What? I freely admit on that, no problem. But Minnesota, like so, you said, fourth in the West. This is a team that's completely remade themselves. They've been an afterthought since entering the league, and all of a sudden they're in the upper echelon of the Western it, it, Conference. It reminds you that sports is a business, correct? Because they bolstered. I don't want to say remade the roster because there are a lot but of guys who are there. They helped. They bolstered yeah. the roster and helped themselves mm-hmm. and invested in a way they didn't when they were playing in the University of Minnesota's football stadium. Correct. But they wanted to open their soccer-specific stadium Allianz with a bang. Field. Yep. Right. So they get their new building and they want and so all of a sudden they're going out and investing in Icopara. Yeah. And they're bringing other guys in and, and tightening up the act. It's not surprising that they're on 33 points and fourth in the West in, in all reality. Because I'm with you. It's, it's, the business of sports, it truly is. like you There's want a time to, make, to invest. You want to make a splash now. Time. Yeah. So right. it's a big opportunity for RSL. RSL here, you, you and I talked about with that San Jose match, you could really swing uh, a six-point swing here. Well, you're four points back of Minnesota right now. Do you want now. to be one back or seven back? Exactly. So... Big time opportunity on Saturday. We're down to 15 games now left in the season. 14 after this one, I think. Okay. All right. So we're on the downhill slide. Unless I did my math wrong, which is possible because I just did that while I was talking. And you know how I am about that. I think you actually are correct. I was just doing the math. Woo! All right. Check it out. Saturday night. It's an 8 o'clock start. 7.30 for the uh, the coverage on KMYU. And if you're listening to this earlier in the week, Thursday night on KMYU, Dunny and I with uh, Talk and Rao. All right. DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. We're here every week. We'll talk to you again next week. See you.